1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word of God says I am. Seated right now in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power, I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, so I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. If you have a Bible, we're going to launch out of Proverbs 18.21. We're still in this series, Four Things We Must Confess. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, once you come to understand the principle and you make the principle work for you, you eat the fruit thereof. Right now you are what you have been saying and right now you have what you've been saying. So if you want to change your life and your circumstances for the better, you've got to change what you're saying. You've got to change what you're confessing. Most people, even most Christians, speak death to their life and circumstances Death is their default. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, not life and death. Death is the default. Words spoken in faith will put positive pressure on your circumstances. Now, I think one of the most important faith passages in the entirety of the Word of God is Isaiah 55, 8 to 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word, God says. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word has power. I said God's word has power. According to God's word, you are everything God says you are, regardless of whether or not you are currently experiencing that in every area of your life. So in this series, Four Things We Must Confess, we are saying to live a victorious Christian life, you must learn what it means and confess who you are in Christ, where you are in Christ, what you possess in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. And we're in the third point the third thing we must confess is what we possess in Christ. So what do we possess in Christ? Well, we started out with we possess divine health in Christ. Say it out loud. I possess divine health in Christ. Today, new ground, we possess long life in Christ. Say it out loud. I possess long life in Christ. Now, 
we're going to get to the, the nitty-gritty. So, you know, tell your neighbor, just brace yourself and deal with it. We've all known good Christians who love the Lord, who did not live out a full life. They passed before their time. Now, traditional religious Christianity has led us to believe that God is the author of death and that God may decide to indiscriminately kill people or take them out early with sickness or disease. And we've all heard it wrongly taught. Man, I'll tell you what, there's just no bigger bummer in the entire world life experience to me than going to a funeral conducted by somebody other than me. Because I'm telling you what, it is a ritual of lies and a ritual of nonsense and a ritual of death in the mouth. God needed another flower in his garden. So he put cancer on this child. I, I mean, I have heard more. Well, I take that back. I've heard more hooey coming from these doctors during COVID than I have preachers on, in funerals. But preachers in funerals has got to be a close second. I mean, they talk about God like he's a mob boss. You know, he took them out. As if God didn't have anything better to do than to sit around up there in heaven and decide how to put some horrible disease on a child or to arrange for uh, an automobile to run over a little child. Traditional religious Christianity has led us to believe that God is the author of death and that he just decides to indiscriminately kill people or take them out with disease or sickness. We've all heard it wrongly taught that every man and woman has a set time to die. In ignorance, people say, well, I guess it was just their time. That assumes that God is the author of death. Our Heavenly Father is the author of life, not death. Yes, if the Lord tarries, we will all die. You got to deal with it. If the Lord tarries, we will all die because our bodies will wear out. Now, One of my daddies in the faith was John Osteen. And I taught this before I heard it from him, but once I heard it from him, I thought, all right, I'm on the right track. Because it, when we pioneered in the hotel, we got to the first building up at I-30. I used to teach faith this way. I do everything I know to do. I do everything in my power to do. I get to the end of what I can do, and then I stand and I believe God. Then I heard him repeat that. I thought, all right, I'm on the right track. So, for example, with money. So I make money. I can do that. I save money. I can do that. I invest money. I can do that. I'm cautious with money. I can do that. So I do everything I can do in the natural. I get right up to the line of the limit of my ability, and then I believe God. Now, I was uh, teasing my wife yesterday. Because when I stood up and announced in this church, I think it was a, a two or three Januarys ago, that this congregation needed to lose 10,000 pounds. You know, my wife said, you know, honey, don't you think you ought to start with 1,000? I said, the Lord said 10,000. And it's worse than that because the Lord had been after me for two or three years. Every December, he would bring this to me 
And I thought, man, I'm trying to grow the church, Father. I'm not going to bring that up. And you might say, well, you disobeyed the Lord. I did. And then, you know, we, you know how we disobey the Lord? Well, that can't be the Lord. That must be my thinking, you know. And we just push the Holy Spirit back into the back seat. But now think about what's happened in the last 18 months. Because the two categories that this particular virus has really been hard on is senior citizens and the obese. And not just the obesity, but the things that go along with obesity, uh, hypertension, uh, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes. In other words, and, and then, you know, yeah, but pastor, all those people died. I just read an article recently that 94% of everybody they say died with COVID had comorbidities. So, why am I bringing this up? <laughs> you know, we, we had this couple, and you have no idea who I'm talking about, so don't even think you pretend to know. Uh, you know, for years, you know, believe with us for children, believe with us for children, believe with us for children, believe with us for children. And then they come in for counseling. You know, why is the Lord not answering our prayers? Well, I'm not allowed to counsel anymore. So Pastor Sue met with them. Uh, because no telling what I would have said when I heard this. Uh, I don't remember what her medical condition was, but he had had a vasectomy. <laughs> so, and, and which is based on human action. We're not talking about a medical issue, a hereditary issue. We're not talking about something that, that you know, was a, a natural thing. In other words, somebody took action to not have children, but then they didn't take action to get that reversed. Now they're believing God. Then they, then they want to have a meeting. And why isn't God answering my prayers? See, that's why they don't want me in the counseling room anymore. <laughs> don't let me anywhere near it. Say it out loud. I've got to do everything I can do in my ability and my power, and then go to God and believe God. And so we, we can exercise. We can throttle back. You know, I'm, I'm at the point now when I don't eat all the cheeses. You know, I, I take it the bag to Sue and say, see, I didn't eat them all. I mean, it's a real accomplishment for me. Same thing with potato chips. I love it all. But, but see, I'm in charge of me. You know, there's no point in me eating this and that and the other and then blaming the little woman. Say it out loud, I'm in charge of me. So, okay, but if these people loved you, these doctors... When, have you heard a politician in 16, 17, 18 months say, get the excess weight off, get outside, exercise, take your vitamin D, and make sure and wash your hands? Have you heard one politician say that? They don't care about you. They're just trying to make money. It's all about the money. Money, 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 money. Because if they loved you, what do you moms and dads tell your children? Wash your hands, right? 
Yeah, and then, you know, if, you're, if you read like we do, uh, you know, get outside, you know, play in the leaves, play in the dirt, you know, pick up worms, do all that. Don't eat them, but, you know, <laughs> in other words, because we're building immunities. It's almost like nobody ever went to school. And they just sit there and they watch TV and they just believe whatever's being blabbed out over the TV. So that's how much God loves you. That for two or three years, he was after me to put myself in jeopardy. Because this is something we don't want to hear about. Ain't nobody came to church this morning and on the way here told your spouse, golly gee whiz, I really hope pastor preaches on gluttony. <laughs> There's not one human being in the room that wanted that this morning. And I'm not. I'm just doing a side journey. That's how much God loves us. Tell your neighbor, that's how much God loves us. <laughs> Tell the neighbor on the other side, that's how much God loves us. See, and people misunderstand him that, you know, he's after us for no reason. No, if he's after you, it's because he sees danger down the road and he's trying to get you squared around so that when the danger that is coming comes, you won't be messed up by it. He's doing this all the time. I remember once we were back, back in the early days when we didn't really have staff, and I had this whole list of stuff I had to do. And, you know, man, I mean, I was, like, stressed, and I had to go to the office supply, and I had to do this. I used to do everything. I had to make these hospital visits. I had this whole list. And that morning when I was praying, the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, why don't you just stay home and study the Word today? Oh, no, 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 no. I can't do that. Man, I got this whole list. And, I mean, I was on my way to the first errand, and a guy hit my car so hard, man, it, it didn't total it, but it should have been totaled. I mean, I didn't even get to my first errand. This is the Holy Spirit. But we say, oh, no, 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 I, I can't stay home and study today, man. I got to do, look at this list. Like the Lord doesn't know what you wrote down. See, he's trying to help us. Tell your neighbor, the Lord's trying to help you. Tell the neighbor on the other side, the Lord's trying to help you. All of it is to help us. None of it is to help him. So my point is that if the Lord tarries, all of us will die because our bodies will wear out. My point is this. The reason I went on my side journey is that doesn't mean you have to help your body wear out. See, in other words, all of our bodies will wear out, but that doesn't mean I need to help my body wear out. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a lack of exercise. I'm talking about cigarettes. I'm talking about marijuana. I'm talking about drugs. I'm talking about alcohol. And I am talking about overeating. We, I mean, our bodies will wear out, but we don't have to help them wear out. So here's the verse that they misconstrue, Hebrews 9, 27, and it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And people wrongly take this scripture to mean we all have a set appointed time to die, but that's not what the Bible says. It says it is appointed unto men once to die, but that does not mean that the time has been set. Death itself is appointed, but the time of death is not appointed. Say it out loud. Death itself is appointed, death itself is appointed. 
but the time of death is not appointed. Not only that, the Bible tells us how we can live a long life on earth. Now, why would the Bible tell us how we can live a long life on earth if it were not the will of God for us to live a long life on earth? Psalm 91, 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Say it out loud. With long life will the Lord satisfy me and show me his salvation. Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. See, so obeying God, obeying the word of God, that doesn't benefit God, that benefits me. Proverbs 3, 13, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding, for she is more profitable. Than, see, right there proves how smart women are, uses a, a female uh, pronoun for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold she is more precious than rubies nothing you can nothing you desire can compare with her long life is in her right hand long life is in wisdom's right hand in her left hand are riches and honor in other words if I now here's my 2021 American vernacular interpretation of Proverbs 3.16. If you don't do stupid stuff, you'll live longer. You know, I'm out walking. We, we used to stay at a place we don't stay at anymore. We used to stay at the Ritz-Carlton South Beach in Miami. And I'm out walking and I thought, well, I'm just going to walk down to the point and come back. And I'm walking back. And this must be about 6.37 in the morning, and I'm walking, I'm praying, I'm walking, and I'm praying, and I hear this voice behind me say, hey, baby. <laughs> and I turn around, <laughs> and it was, it was sad, it was sad, it was sad, it was laughable. Her workday was just coming to an end, but I thought it was sad, but I thought it was laughable because I thought, you know, like I used to tell Austin, I used to put Austin in the car when he was 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old. I'd drive him over to East Lancaster in Fort Worth, and I'd say, see that? Why, why are they dressed like that? Why are they act like that? You know, and I told him, I said, you lay down with that and parts of your body will fall off. <laughs> well, pastor, you were just trying to scare the hell out of him. Absolutely. But my point is, if you don't do stupid stuff, you'll live longer. Now, I see some people looking at me in that tone of voice. Well, let me just put it to you like I put it to them at Crenshaw Christian Center in 2009. Why in the world would a man eat off the floor when he can eat off a clean plate at home? That's your sweet, loving wife that's devoted to you and loves you. Why would you go mess with something and you don't know what 13 diseases they, she has? See, in other words, if you just don't do stupid stuff, you'll live longer. I mean, it's amazing to me. You can't go, but now COVID has dominated the news. You can't read anything but that. But I mean, before COVID, you couldn't go a week without reading about this overdose or that overdose. I mean, imagine, imagine. Now, some of you have done it. I'm not judging you because that was the old you. Amen. But imagine, you go to a, a nightclub. 
and somebody's in the john. I mean, who is selling medical stuff in a john? So you go to a nightclub and there's somebody in the john and they say, well, this, this, is, this is X or this is this or this. How do you know? How do you know? And you're going to, well, it almost sounds like what's going on now, but ain't, well, we won't go there. But how do you know what's in that? How do you know? How do you know what's in that? And my son-in-law says, and they do this in all the movies, you know, they, they, they confiscate drugs in a drug bust, and in the movies, you know, the, the detective will put, dip his finger in there and taste it. He says, there's no way, there's not, there's not any chance that would ever happen because police are too smart. They, they, they don't know what that is. Yeah. They would not go... And yet, how many young people, how many young people buy stuff at school, in restrooms, at clubs, God knows where, and they put it in their body? And then meth, to me, is the most amazing thing. I mean, I realize now, because of the open borders, most of, most of the meth comes from Mexico, but until, until that open border situation, meth was cooked in bathtubs. Are you, you know, wetting me? I'm going to go like, like in, because that was my son-in-law's business was drug interdiction. Uh, the young people were going to go stay at a motel years ago to visit Evangel University. And Derek said, Derek was adamant. He had to overrule Christina, went around Christina, went to the school principal and my wife. They cannot stay in that motel because that motel is famous for cooking meth and it's in the carpet, it's in the shades, it's in the paint. You, you, you could be poisoned by it. But I'm going to go to Hillbillyville and I'm going I'm to I'm meet some guy with no teeth in his head and he's going to sell me something that he cooked in his bathtub and then I'm going to inject that into my body. I mean, really, really, rather than blaming God for killing people, we ought to lift our hands and thank God people live as long as they do for all the stupid stuff they do. I mean, God is giving people chance after chance after chance. I mean, you know, marijuana, cigarettes, alcohol, whores, prostitutes. I mean, it's just amazing that we live as long as we do. But it's God giving you a second chance. God giving you a third chance. God giving you a fourth chance. God hoping you'll wake up. Am I helping anybody here this morning? Tell your neighbor, God's not looking to take you out. God's looking to give you more time. Amen, he is. He is. He's looking to give us more time. Amen. Ephesians 6, 2, and 3. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, this is the verse God gave me a few years ago and told me that this verse by itself was good for adding 20 years to my life compared to my grandfather, my father, and my uncle. The furthest any of them got in life was age 63. And he, he gave me that one verse. He said, you honored your father even though you were treated the way you were treated. You honored your mother even though you were treated the way you were treated. He said, this one verse is good for 20 years. That's what he told me. 
Now, if the Lord tarries, you do have an appointment with death, but the time is not set. And if the time is not set, well, why can't you take the initiative in setting the time? Too many Christians wrongly believe that God sets the time, the appointment, and there's nothing they can do about it. You know what? That, that's not Christianity. That's not faith. That's fatalism. These same Christians foolishly believe that God causes us to meet up with our appointed time through car wrecks, cancer, or some other negative experience. But what does the word say? Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Let me give you a couple of examples. 2 Kings 20, verse 1. 2 Kings 21, in those days Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order because you are going to die, you will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, remember, O Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him, go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer and have seen your tears, I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the king of, the Assyri of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. But he would have been better off actually praying the prayer Eli prayed. Eli, the high priest, prayed. He's the Lord. Let, let him do what is good in his own eyes because Hezekiah lived another 15 years and it was Hezekiah who stupidly showed the envoys from Babylon the treasury in the, in the temple of Solomon. That's how they got invaded by Babylon. But that does not negate the fact that he went to the Lord, he cried out to the Lord, and he got 15 years added to his life. So it's not just about living a moral life, though. You have to live a wise life as Christians under the new covenant with better promises. Uh, we have simply failed to walk in everything that belongs to us. Uh, I don't have time to read the whole story. In Genesis 48, you have Jacob or Israel praying over the sons of Joseph. Chapter 49, verse 33, after Jacob prays over the sons of jo Joseph, prophesies over the sons of Joseph, when Jacob, I'm in Genesis 49:33, when Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. That's power with God. That's power with God. And I was up there visiting Sue's mom with Sue last year, and I told her, I said, you need to prepare yourself, because I said, that woman goes down to that dining room every morning and gets on her knees and prays. And that woman goes down to the dining room every evening and gets on her knees and prays. I said, you need to prepare yourself because she's going to pick the time. She's going to tell the Lord she's done. She's going to tell the Lord she's tired. She's going to pull her feet up in her bed and she'll be gone. That's power with God. Now, some of you are sitting here looking at me like you don't believe it. Well, if you were walking with him and fellowship with, fellowshipping with him and praying to him every day, you would know exactly and precisely what I'm talking about. Now, you can't go out at 45 or 50 just because you're tired. The Lord's not going to honor punk talk. Amen. But I mean, if you've lived out your time, 
and you say, I'm tired, I'm done, I'm ready to go. They're awful skeptical. He drew his feet up into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his father's. Deuteronomy 34, 7, and Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. So you don't have to die sick. You don't have to die diminished. You know, I was so grateful. My mom was in the assisted living and caught COVID, and she went to the hospital. We couldn't go see her. Couldn't go see her in the nursing home. Couldn't go see her when she went to the hospital. She beat it. She beat it. Came back out. Couldn't go, still couldn't go see her because of all the stupid rules. And I was so grateful that when she passed on her death certificate, they, they put old age. Because, you know, they're, they're counting everything as COVID. I read, I mean, countless articles about people dying in car wrecks and motorcycle accidents, but the, the death certificate said they died of COVID. Which tells you right there there's an agenda. So you don't have to die of something. You know, my mom had faults, but I'll tell you what, out of every female in that clan, she had 17 brothers and sisters. Out of, out of, her, her mother and every sister died of cancer. But not my tithing mama. Tell your neighbor, you don't have to die of something. Amen. And then Caleb, Joshua 14. Caleb says in verse 10, here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle as I was then. So he's saying to Joshua, give me Hebron. That's the land that Moses promised me. And the language of God, the language of faith is hilarious. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. Gave him Hebron? Are you kidding me? Hebron was full of Anakites. Hebron was full of giants. Hebron was full of fortified cities. This is the language of God. It's the language of faith, and it's hilarious. Here, I'm giving you this. Yeah, but, you know, it's full of giants, and it's full of Anakites, and it's full of fortified cities. Yeah, but it's yours. But his attitude was, what did Caleb say? Even at 85 years of age, the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Say it out loud, just as he said. Yes. Shout it out loud five times, just as he said. Just as he said, just as he said, just as he said, just as he said, just as he said. See, what are you living your life by? Are you living your life by what the doctor says? Are you living your life by the life insurance uh, mortality rates? Are you living your life by uh, your family medical history? Or are you living your life by what God has said? And people always want to act like, well, there's risk in that. I don't see the risk. I don't see the risk of having faith in God. I don't see the risk in it. What am I going to have, faith in Fauci? No, I'd rather have faith in God. God's never lied to me, not one time. And this guy can't open his mouth without lying. Faith in God, faith in God, faith in God. Let me tell you what, if it's faith in something else, then you're an idolater. It's faith in God. 
Now, again, I believe in maintenance. You know, you go get a checkup, take the kids, get a checkup. You know, our grandchildren are all vaccinated against smallpox and whatever else, you know, uh, but not any exotic stuff. And then we don't get all the shots at once. You, that's bad. And the reason people do that, my daughter, daughter-in-law explained that to me, well, it's cheaper. I was just horrified. They're doing that because it's cheaper? You can't put six, seven, eight chemicals in a baby's body all at one time. I mean, is nobody thinking? You, you, they get this vaccine, like when I was a kid. You know, people were just smarter in the 60s. So, you, you know, you get this vaccine, and then you let the body adjust to it. Then, you, then later you get the other vaccine. You don't give them 15 vaccines in one stop because you only want to pay the deductible one time. Then the Lord said, Genesis 6-3, God cut man's time back because man was so wicked. Genesis 6-3, then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with man forever for he is mortal. His days will be 120 years. So Methuselah lived 969 years, but in Genesis 6, God got tired of all the wickedness and all the evil and cut man's days back to 120 years, but then he cut it back again. We know this from Psalm 90, verse 10. The length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength, yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. And then David wrote in Psalm 90, verse 12, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I... I know I'm over time, and I rush to get there because I want to say something about this. David himself said that our days are 70, or if we have the strength, 80. So listen to me. Don't you, don't you sabotage your own life by running around, running your mouth about so-and-so and when they died. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm in the second annual Bible reading this year. In the first annual Bible reading... I came across this and I thought, is that right? Am I reading this right? Is that right? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. In the whole Bible, I don't think there's anybody. I don't mean to be offensive, Father, but I'm going to say this. I don't think there's anybody in the Bible that God loved more than David except Solomon, and Solomon was a mistake. But David only lived to 70. So don't be running around running your mouth about so-and-so dying young and as if something might have been wrong with their faith. Because when, when you talk like that, you're sowing a seed for you reaping problems. And I'm going to tell you this straight up as my brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to live a prosperous life and if you want to live a long life and if you want to live a healthy life and if you want to live a trouble-free life, keep your mouth off God's people. Amen. And if you're tempted to say something, bless them. And if you're tempted to say something, pray for them. But don't be one of these Christians running around running your mouth about people. Amen. Amen? Amen. Because David, you know, when I, when I came across that earlier in the year, I took it to Sue and I said, am I reading this right? He was 30 years old when he became king and he reigned 40 years and that was it. 
he was 70. And it is sad. I think even if God could go back in time, God would have given David 10 more years and, and given Solomon 10 less because what a bust Solomon was. But David, David made mistakes, but he loved the Lord and he didn't worship false gods. So David said, man has been given 70 years, 80 if he has the strength. But we're more in charge than you know. My mom, God bless her, in December passed away at 90. No female in her family had ever lived at 90. 90. And didn't die of anything. Old age. And I'm telling you, that woman was a total, absolute, complete rascal. <laughs> so I know whatever she did, I can do. But I don't want to, I don't want, I, you think I want to hang around here and listen to Puddin' Brains do speeches for the next 25 years? That's just too long. No, and the transgender thing and, uh, but my brothers and sisters in the Lord, we need not be worried about any of that. I stood right there last Sunday and as clearly as I've ever heard him, he whispered into my ear, there won't be many more of these Sundays to gather, to worship him, and to declare his word. Every, every time the doors are open is precious because the Lord is coming. He's not going to allow all of this to continue going on. That's right. he, and anybody that is surprised <clears throat> about what they've been doing the last year and a half has not been paying attention to Planned Parenthood. The powers that be do not respect human life. And when you read 2 Kings, you get toward the end of 2 Kings, <clears throat> Josiah. How ignorant were they? How ignorant were they? They come to King Josiah and they say, because they were doing a remodel on the temple, and they say, we found a book. That's how ignorant of the word they were. They come to the king of Judah, and they say, we found a book. So nobody had been reading it, including the priests, including the high priest. We found a book. And when they stood there in the king's presence, and they read the five, first five books of the Bible, to King Josiah, he wept, he tore his clothes, he fell to his face, and he, he cried out to God, and he begged God's forgiveness, and then he got busy. He tore down every Asherah pole. He tore down every monument to Chemosh. There were, there were male shrine prostitutes in the temple. He got rid of them. He killed the prophets of Baal. More than any king before him, he did everything he could to clean up Judah. But you get toward the end of 2 Kings, and you know what it says? The Lord was not willing to forgive the shedding of innocent blood. And the Lord was not willing to forgive all the idolatry. 
And if you want to know what marks America in 2020 and 2021, idolatry is everywhere and the shedding of innocent blood is everywhere. And I declare to you without apology and with no fear in my heart that I'm saying something out of school, the Lord is not going to forgive it this time and the hand of judgment is coming and it will be more severe than any judgment that's ever come upon mankind. But God has not appointed us to wrath and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to get taken up out of here before that judgment comes upon this earth. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.